Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 316. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What's up, guys? Kyle Wagner. Hey, everybody. James Babb. Hello. And Ginger Christensen. Hi. So, um, guys, so uh, number one on uh, number one on the, the topics tonight um, is uh, Facebook is banning music live streams starting October 1st. Why? Because of COVID? <laughs> you, well, you, you would think because of COVID, like nobody can play shows, right? Like so, you're not allowed to have fun. It's like, sorry, we're, we're, we're noticing that you're having fun out in the world and we've needed to crimp it. Exactly. I mean, exactly why. Well, music well so what is the actual, so, what is the actual restriction on this? I don't know, man. It's uh, like I'm reading that it, it might only pertain to, they're saying like music listening experiences. Well, before, and people are, people are interpreting bad. that to me. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that's what Facebook does, right? Did we need just, another reason to tell Facebook to fuck off. Right. I mean, wh- well, that's no. what they do is they'll invent. What's going on here? They'll invent very vague rule systems that they can just apply willy nilly and very inconsistently. And then if you come back and say like, what you didn't like, why is this a thing? They just, they'll, yeah, they'll trot this out and say, well, you know, you, you listen to music on the internet, so we have to ban you now. Yeah. The wonder, reason is, well, I wonder if they're, I wonder if they're going to, what they're going to, I think there's a connection to the, to politics where you're, where you're going to say like, you know what, Cardi B is Cardi B doing a, is this a live concert or is this a fundraiser for, Joe Biden, right? Or is this even what would be worse would be a, a, a fundraiser for another political candidate with bad think, right? Like what if a, or what if a musical genre gets associated with bad think? Like it's time to rein in those, you know, whether it's the punk rocks or the, you know, the rock and roll kids or the blues musicians. So there's always like uh, a counterculture, right? So if they can turn off and turn on these music streams, right? They can decide which 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 bit of the culture gets transmitted and which gets blocked, and uh, screw them. Yeah, no, I agree. Before they had it set up so that only DJs couldn't do that, like you couldn't you couldn't live stream someone else's music, and people really haven't been. So this was already a rule in a way, but they've updated it so that they're, it's yeah, they're streams. they're claiming that the rule's been around since two thousand eighteen. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, they've, they've I mean, really, it's yeah, it's it's vague, and it could be applied for whatever reasons they want. Be um, selective enforcement against bad think they'd never right. do that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, all of these you know, bands and then, are streaming their shows because COVID, because they can't perform, like you guys were talking about. And so, yeah, let's let's definitely be sure that all of those bad subculture bands can't can't show stuff and. Only the content that we want allowed is a. You're you're absolutely right. James. And how long until it becomes? How long until they trim it down from music listening experiences just listening experiences? It's already there. Which, it's which basically would cover they've us, already. Right? Well, didn't they just uh, t- like a week ago? Didn't we talk about their new rule? That's like, oh, by the way, we're gonna we can delete any content that we feel might 
be potentially banned or the government won't like or sort of gave themselves like even more carte blanche to just ban anything for any reason and, and just and say, we told you we would. And yeah. then, then they will and everyone will get all outraged, but they've already announced all of this shit. I mean, there's no surprises for anybody with content on those platforms. Right? Well, people will be outraged, but they'll stay. They never mm. leave. And that's very hard for some of us like promoters and stuff where it's like, we don't want to be here, but we have to be here because you're here. <laughs> and you're well, um, but you know what? Use, go, use it. Use, go ahead and use it anyway. Just don't like, just don't bet on it and try not to be what they want you to be. You know, like use it in, in uh, insidious ways. I mean, they can't stop the signal, right? So they can, I like the idea of still using Facebook to promote, um, uh, counterculture or, you know, counter economic activities or why not? You know, as long as we can, they're always fighting the last war anyway. You know, we saw with the whole, uh, Boog thing, like, Oh, now they're, Oh, they're going to ban Boog, the word Boog. Oh, okay. Well now we're going to, uh, you know, the big igloo. Okay. Oh, they're going to ban the big igloo. You know, just go, like they don't, now they can't, CNN they'll never boys. get it. They'll never get it. They'll never win. They'll never win the, like, we're going to pinch off the signal. Now, uh, maybe we need more insidious content. Like maybe as uh, libertarians, if we want to get like that kind of mainstream audience or access to it, we might need to disguise our messages like deeper into other content to, you know, to kind of s slip past their algorithms. Um, you know, we just have to be a little more creative. I don't so care. Use messaging. Well, like flash images in the middle of the. Like, right. Well, hopefully like, we don't have to resort to that. Like, but like splicing dick pics in the okay. middle of, of films. Thank you. <laughs> have they been banning uh, mentions of Kyle Rittenhouse? I've heard that. Yes, they have. Oh my god. Well, I sure still get a lot of memes about it and everything. So they didn't really do a good job of banning that. So yeah, I'll still see a ton of memes. I get around. Um, this whole live stream thing because I sort of saw this coming. I saw all of these bands are doing live stream events and Facebook and, and they can't charge for it. So everybody's doing this stuff for free. And so Facebook is going to want a cut of something, you know, cause ultimately they want money. So they are going to get rid of this somehow. Yeah, but they could throw ads into anything you're, you're, you're transmitting over Facebook can easily be, uh, it's have their ads inserted in it. They've got plenty of ways to monetize your content. Right. Right. And, and the bottom line is musicians, right. Right now we, they can't perform. So, you know, like in venues, you know, like traditionally, but you know, so they're going to find ways to stream their music, you know, and then there's also going to be like, uh, you know, places that are going to accommodate that, you know, that's good. And then if they can't do it on Facebook, they're going to do it on YouTube or, you know, so yeah. Spotify or, or some right. other. Go ahead and try to shut, that, shut down the flow. Yeah. You're like, you, you, you're yeah. not going to put a dam on that. Yeah. I mean, what they're going to do is just send people to other websites and cool. Right. Yeah, I don't understand the motivation behind it. Is this a COVID thing? I think it's more, I mean, I think it's being framed as an IP thing where they don't, where they're afraid of people playing other people's music without licensing it first. It may be pressure by like, you know, Warner Music Group or something like that. But yeah, it could always be just political as it, as it usually is. I'm curious what the motivation is.
or what their at least what their stated motivation is. Let's see if we maybe we can find out. Yeah, I think the stated motivation is more to do with IP and licensing and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's possible they don't want to get sued. Yeah. Um, you know, like like YouTube has really cracked down on that. They'll they'll take videos down that just have like background music or. But it's kind of ominous to say like. I mean, it's weird to say like music listening experience instead of just saying like you cannot play copyrighted music. Like, why not just be explicit? I think it's just a flex to show remind everyone who's boss. We shut down whatever the fuck we want to shut down and be used to it. Be this is normal. Be used to that. Like, of course we're gonna we'll decide what goes out to everybody at all times. Yeah, wrong ideas will not be will be transmitted. You know, well, it's the like same if, thing they got. We don't they like got your us. meme. It's gonna have a dis, it's gonna have a, a disclaimer on it. It's gonna have a, a cover because you oh you showed a picture of U.S. government violence in, in Iraq. We're gonna put a cover on that. Like they, whatever you know what they're gonna do. Yeah, I mean they you know how they got us was through some weird rule that they had about spamming, which didn't make any sense. It was just like we were just sharing links. We were just having pages post on our page links i mean none of the none of the rules so are actually used for whatever reason they right, say they have yeah the rules. but they they rules have just, these rules. they have enough rules and pl- rules which is just whatever they happen to say publicly the important thing is and they i think they've already didn't they haven't they already like made it clear in public statements uh i know the guy from was it youtube or was it the girl from twitter or they're like of course we want to you know uh you know, inhibit the wrong ideas, you know, or like just, they're so open about their ideologies, their desire to shape public narratives. They don't even feel the need to hide it. So have you guys tried any alternatives to Facebook? Yeah, I'm on most other platforms. So Um, uh, yeah, I go outside. Yeah, (laughs) I talk to people in IRL. (laughs) Function now, so it's better. And I hear good things about Parler. I was just about to sign up for that. No, Parler is just as bad. It's just the right wing version of Twitter. Ew. Then I'll ignore it. It's not it. cool. <laughs> I mean, mine's is mine's is seems okay, but like they they've just been struggling to get a proper user interface together for like five years, and Ever? no one. The problem is you you have to have the network effect to make a social network actually work. Yeah, you have to have I mean, a critical mass of people that are on there that aren't just like the same, you know, 200 people, 200 libertarians that are on every, like, yeah, third-party platform. Yeah, like, on Minds and, and MeWe, like, I find that it's, like, all the people I'm friends with on there are just, like, my liberty friends. I don't think I have, right. like, one, quote-unquote, normie friend on there. So, right. you know? I think those, that's fine if you want to use that to communicate to and jerk. coordinate with other libertarians, and but if you're jerk. trying to, like, get beyond the you know, get beyond our shell, you need a mass market audience. You need right. the, the network size of Facebook or YouTube or Twitter. Like that you like that's where the people are, right? right. Like if you want to be you want to reach people, you gotta go where they are. I think I'm gonna start my own social media and I'm gonna combine whatever is good about Facebook, which I don't really know what it is, and <laughs> all of the awesome that was ancient MySpace and I'll put that together and I'll call it MyFace. And people could just sit on my face all day, and they would be so happy. <laughs> I support this effort. You That's used to awesome. be able to put like a theme song on MySpace. Like you, people would go to your page, yeah. and it would play whatever that was like music. Part of the you tell me that wasn't annoying as hell. It was uh, like you go to MySpace and it'd be like know, fucking uni- pink unicorns everywhere, and like 
Right, and nothing Fucking rendered correctly, <laughs> so everything's like out of the margins and, yeah. and overlapping. And that's, I mean, that is one of the brilliant things about Facebook is they they very much restrict you in the way that you can customize your page. Well, like I remember, I mean, the only thing you can really do is is change your banner and change your profile, and then you know, obviously, you can post content on there. Whatever. Wouldn't it be cool if you post. if you could like if you did have a MySpace style, like really customizable, like in in weird, unique ways, some kind of a like so. Instead of when people go to your profile and they can see like, oh, the stuff you've posted or your pictures, that's okay. But be cool to ha- create, be able to create like a custom anything like MySpace. That was cool. Oh, yeah. I had actually built a social network for Realsies um, a but while back was- for my company. And it oh, yeah. was a lot of like that because you can do it with, um, is it Wiki? No, that's not it. You, there's... There's a way to be able to build social networks and stuff, and um, it's just not coming to me what the name of it is. And, and oh, there's one called Di- Diaspora. That oh, was an open source uh, social media one. Yeah, it's not. There's also like something Buddy Buddy Press, which works with WordPress. WordPress, there we go. Yeah, so it was Buddy Press, and you can totally build those and it and get all kinds of cool things on there. And so mine was really neat and people were on there and trafficking around and a lot of subculture people are on those things and they build their own social networks too, but people tend to check them like once a month. (laughs) So it's, it's not all that popular to do. There's also like Twitch. A lot of people are on Twitch. And and they're doing the same thing though. Apparently in this article, it says Twitch is also, banning uh like live streams of music yeah i'm not super twitch is neat but i'm also not the biggest of all fans of it either because it does seem very restrictive already don't they also have like a little bit of a pedo thing going on there i don't know do they i had heard stuff about that edo i have where on twitch i just had heard that they sort of cater towards like they're very restrictive on certain things, and then other things they're kind of like a little more laissez-faire, and they, those tend to be the things that are a little. But tell me, this isn't going to be the, the formula. Somebody develops a, an alternative platform that's viable. It starts to gain success. They send out a press release saying this is where all the pedophiles are going. End program. You know, like mm. um, seems that pretty. Does, e- seems like that would be a quick like. Oh, bit. Oh, you like oh Bitcoin? Oh yeah, that's for drug dealers. Like well, you know the playbook. But it didn't really you know stop Bitcoin, though. Right? We can't yeah, have that kind of freedom. Oh, Tor, you know the Onion Router? Oh no, that's for that's for uh, that's for uh, uh, human traffickers, right? Like they can't block the technology, but they're really good at manipulating public opinion about the about the people that use them. So, yeah, that's probably true. So just try to ignore that. I mean, well, that's. I mean, people still use Bitcoin, right? People still use Tor. It's not hell, yeah, but just we know know what to expect. So when I hear that, like, oh, did I hear that pedos are using Twitch? Well, maybe they are. You know what? Pedos are using the U.S. Congress. Okay, like. (laughs) Well, it's not. I don't mean. I'm not saying that pedos are using it. Is. I mean, yeah, pedos can use anything, right? Until they get caught. But I'm just saying. Technically, I want to use a communications platform that is so resistant to censorship that pedos do want to use it, right? Not because I want to see pedos get away with their their sick shit, 
But yeah. I want, I mean, Ernie Hancock has a test for pirate communications or he's like, can I host a video of me launching cats from a catapult, like into the saguaro cactus, right? Like <laughs> something so yeah. unpopular, right? Yeah. Like I want, I want a platform that like, no matter, like the worst shit that you could imagine publishing will be there. Yeah. Right. Because that means, that means it's actually resilient to censorship. So. Right, but the problem is if there's some unba- uh, like unbalanced censorship that happens on these platforms, where they'll ban you for talking about transgendered right. people in the wrong in the wrong right. way. Well, but that, then uh, obviously that exposes that that does not meet the standard and, right. and cannot be trusted as a hundred percent you know, for pirate communications, at least. Sure. Yeah, and I- ironically, that kind of video, the animal torture videos and things like that, that turn that puts off users. They don't want to see that stuff. They're they're they'd be inclined to you know. <laughs> Stop. Really, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I'm sure there's the, there's no problem with a market response, right? Like, you know, Kyle, that's not the, the way you deal. said like, that, the way you said that, you made it sound like it gave you a little bit of wood, though. No, absolutely not. I can't stand those videos or those have images. You, have you seen that uh, that documentary on Netflix called "Don't Fuck with the Cats"? I started watching it. Yeah, oh, it's great. Did you guys I, not meet Kyle's cat in pre-show? It was here. <laughs> yeah, he's about ready to catapult it. I like cleaning cats. I'm an animal lover, and uh, yeah, I, I I always take those kind of things down out of my group in Facebook if somebody shows uh, animal suffering or something like that. I I just don't. I don't know. But as a statist, if it what if it's like you know police hurting somebody, then is that that's probably even that's a little more acceptable, right? Yeah. Like, so uh, I think that we yeah I think we've got a podcast title too. Kyle Wagner is an animal lover. <laughs> <laughs> I am an animal lover. Yeah, I, I mean, I have actually deleted a picture of, I remember one, it was really gruesome. It was like a kid that had been killed or something that had been tied up or something. I deleted that. But yeah, the, the extreme gore, I, I don't know. If it's if it's too much and I get that reaction, I'm just like, I'll take it down. No. Uh, you know what I'd like to, if I was a genius or, or had the time, I would try to develop a... Uh, competitor to YouTube. Okay, like YouTube's a popular advertising platform. It's really easy to dial in some some niche audiences, right? Like, oh, you're into RVs. Oh, you're into bicycling. Oh, you're into kayaking. Oh, you're into this. Like a small company can get a great value on advertising because of its ability to dial in. Um, So, uh, why not have, what if you could do something similar, but you, you, the advertiser gets to run an ad on a network of channels that have all been banned or demonetized from YouTube, right? Like X YouTube, like the, all the shit that's to whatever the for YouTube, YouTube outcasts, put it all together and have a place that people can go to watch all the cool videos Isn't that what and D-tube support is? it with an ad stream from companies that are like, of course I want to advertise my product there. Right? Like a lot of advertisers will be like, hell yeah. Right? Like, and just get all that money, get all that market. Dude, I got it. Danger tube. No, it would be just like a normal thing. You could call it, you know, like, you know, Danger rainbow tube. vision. I don't, you know, like it's just <laughs> normal things just, like rainbow vision. <laughs> just things that aren't things that are too whatever for Facebook. Whether, oh, you know, like uh, Jörg Sprav, who does the Slingshot channel. He got radically demonetized. A very popular channel. The Slingshot channel? You know, you don't know the Slingshot channel? No. no. Oh, I've got to check this out. Jörg Sprav, he's this guy that he kind of like makes weapons out in his shop. 
and he uh, modifies stuff and he'll take a crossbow and make like a like a like a magazine and turn like the dude is super cool but his focus is is homemade weapons right and uh, no, uh, 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 that's that. wrong think in, in today. Like he's nothing he does is illegal. It's super cool. It's interesting. He's got a fun personality. Nope. nope. He's hmm. a perfect candidate for an advertiser who'd be like, that's freaking great. I'd love to sell my shit on that guy's channel. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. So guys with money and power, come up with that. Find a way to put all these channels together in a network that can, can be, uh, monetized yeah so what's up with uh you know like i was reading that uh apparently when joe rogan went to spotify that uh apparently they're censoring like a lot of his podcast didn't he agree to that i, I like uh, apparently apparently well, he had he had said that they wouldn't like have any control over, deal, over right? his content whoever yeah pays i did the piper calls the tune yeah, I did see that. I, I saw people reporting that there were episodes that were not migrated over to the Spotify platform. Yeah, so I mean, that included. Well, has like he responded Alex, to this accusation, right? Let's let, let him. I don't know. Joe I haven't Rogan followed him out and be like, "Nope, I can say anything I want." And here's let me prove it by saying mm -hmm. this. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if he's responded to it yet. I haven't listened to all of his content since he moved, or any of it really. I well, I, I, I guess I kind of hope it works out for him. I mean, he's, I don't know. How do you guys feel about him? I don't listen to his show. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I yeah. like his show, okay. I, I'm a fan, and, and I've said for a long time, it, like, it makes me feel good knowing that Joe Rogan has the most popular podcast. Okay. I thought he yeah. was like Bernie Sanders' supporter or whatever. He's all over he was the like, map. He was, he <laughs> he was a lukewarm. Well, he, he was like a lukewarm endorsement. Yeah. He also endorsed Ron Paul. And he yeah. endorsed Gary Johnson. So, and then who knows who he's actually... The dude's getting. all over the map. I, I get it. Well, I mean, not really. I mean, Ron Paul and Gary Johnson. I mean, and then, you know... Right, one's I, libertarian. One's a dipshit from, from New Mexico. And, <laughs> and uh, Oh, man. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that hard on Gary. I don't know about dipshit. How hard would you be on him? I mean, the guy um, does run a marijuana <laughs> business. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah, I know. He he hiked Mount Everest. He climbed or he climbed Mount Everest. I give him. Uh, let's give him his due. He bikes like due. fifty miles a day or some shit. He's he was like also the Paul. governor for eight years. Fuck that yeah, guy. And he talked about <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> talked about marijuana. <clears throat> He's also an open marijuana and eating tacos right now. But he uh, again, Ginger. Well, here's <laughs> one good thing about Gary Johnson: being on a border state, he was always open borders. Yeah. Right. Or at least like very loose borders, if I recall. Right, Matt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. He, he what about, about the dude he murdered? Are you guys cool with that? A lot of yeah. people are. <laughs> what dude did he murder? He he did an execution. He did a state execution. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Damn. Now, there's no libertarian argument for state execution. You know, certainly there's no self-defense argument there. So nope. well, I mean, people you know, kind of let it slide, I guess. Because I, mean, I mean, I think this guy was a scumbag, and nobody's gonna like you know well, I mean, miss see, the fact the that thing, his right? air might be better allocated now with other people. But well, still. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm anti the, the death penalty because I don't want to entrust the government with the power to execute people. You don't trust but, Gary Johnson to know who should live or die. But you know, at the same time, either. at the same time, if, if if it's clear and and you absolutely for totally sure know that somebody killed somebody, you know, I'm not gonna shed a tear if they get killed. 
I'm not either, but at the same time, it's not consistent with libertarian principles. And, uh, you know, we don't recognize well, I mean, vengeance either, either as is a, having a governor, period. Exa- that's why I said, fuck him. <laughs> you're not, I'm consistent here. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now we're going to go on to uh, the second topic of the night. And uh, Jimmy Carter has came out recently. And apparently, there's been like a long time rumor. Out of the closet. No, um, apparently, there's been a long time rumor that uh, Willie Nelson has uh, smoked weed at the White House, and I think this was put out in like a Willie Nelson like autobiography or something. So um, now, J- Jimmy Carter said that, uh, and I, I guess the rumor was that he went out on the roof with like some like an employee, like somebody who worked at the White House, like you know, like staff or something. But Jimmy Carter has actually said recently that um, apparently Willie Nelson smoked weed with one of Jimmy Carter's sons. So, you know, wasn't it on the roof or some bullshit? Like yeah, that? It, was, it was on the roof. It was on the roof. Oh, you, you sound like you're, you're just pissed off, dude. Well, can you imagine <laughs> making Willie Nelson smoke a joint on the goddamn roof? You, this is the, the, the I'm sorry, Willie. This is Lincoln's bedroom. Do you need a light, sir? Okay. <laughs> Fuck! Fuck that bullshit. Okay? I don't know. Dude. Willie it's Nelson. Probably a cool view from there, though. I think like, like, oh yeah, far better than that, view, dude. dude. Actually, I'd prefer to smoke on the on the roof of the White House if I had to be there. Fine, or the front lawn. Right. I don't care, but I feel like that's like treating him like some kind of. Oh, we're gonna go hide up there and smoke a joint with Willie Nelson. Well, yeah, it was like during you know, the seventies. You know, you're the goddamn president of the United States. That means you can smoke a goddamn joint wherever the hell you want. Okay, and you got well, Willie Nelson gracing your White House with a—I mean, as an actual legitimate, you know, good person, you know, person of talent and ability who's who's brought joy and happiness to the countless millions over a lifetime. Where do you think Trump does his meth? <laughs> <laughs> Probably off of like some thirteen-year-old boy's ass. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Did I say that? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> is that out loud? <laughs> that seems wildly inappropriate, but luckily this is a comedy show and I can get away with stuff like yeah. that. So that's I a disclaimer. Coke for Trump. <laughs> well, it wasn't a people were trying to pin like there was like some picture he had like a drawer in the backdrop and it had like a whole bunch of like cold medicine, like cough medicine in the background. And people were trying to say that it was like way more than you would ever need and he must be like fucking doing scissor. He's like some kind of cough syrup addict. Yeah. More power to him. Yeah, whatever, whatever, you know. dude. Whatever gets you off. Yeah. Enjoy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What do we got next, Matt? Yeah, but uh, I, I think the thing that's that's really interesting about the uh, the Jimmy Carter thing, mm. you know, because he's like he's he presided laughing. over on a federal war on drugs for his entire presidency. Well, yeah. I mean, th- there's that thing. And then so, so it's obviously like you know these people believe in these rules for like you know the the lowlings you know. Well, war. But, what was the war on drugs like back then? I was kind of too young to remember. I hadn't found drugs yet at that at that stage. It was pre Nancy Reagan, right? So pre Nancy Reagan was was a little more mellow, right? Like I'm guessing I, the, I the incarceration the rate was, was way lower. I believe the war on drugs was kicked off in '71. Uh, by Nixon. Nixon, right? Yeah. Okay, so it was still under underway. Yeah, right. Because of those even, damn hippies had to had to get now, those damn hippies. 
but even now though, you know, you've still got thousands upon thousands of people that are still in jail for marijuana, quote unquote crimes. Right. Why is it okay for Willie Nelson and the presidential son uh, when it's not okay and but it's justification to imprison thousands? Yeah, I mean it's like how can you laugh about this when there are still people rotting in cages for this? Because we live in a caste society. There's the political caste, and then there's the then there's the like everybody else. Kamala Harris has openly admitted and laughed about how she was actively smoking marijuana back when she was um, putting people away for the same crime. And so it's Obama did something similar, right? Remember Obama's Chum gang? Obama had the Chum gang. Where it was like, oh, that's, you know, they used to roll up the windows and smoke the joint in the car. Like, oh, isn't that funny that he was such a big stoner? And now he presides over the biggest civil rights crisis since chattel slavery called the war on drugs. Yeah. Fuck that. And so, I mean, it's okay. Well, hold on, hold on. And and also for Obama, his daughter got caught smoking weed, too. Oh, God bless her. Uh, At least there's some hope (laughs) for the family. I mean. Maybe. But not if he he was smoking weed, too, when he was young. So. Obviously, well, once they get older, they turn really. into fucking tyrants. They, let me somebody tell you. needs to get them some mushrooms or some LSD That's or what something. It is. Like, no, but, it's okay. just not permanent enough. enough. Yeah. Okay, guys, so let me let me take you back. Okay, so take I was at a back, party. Bro. Okay, so I was <laughs> at a party. Back. I was at a party probably in like 2007, right? And uh, you know, I was talking about you know, you, you talk about parties, you talk about bullshit, you talk about politics, whatever. And I was talking about drug legalization. And, and then, and you know, I was there drinking beer, smoking weed. And then I was talking with it uh, about drug legalization with a person who was also drinking beers and smoking weed. Wow. But, uh, and, but oddly enough, this guy was smoking weed, but he was against legalizing marijuana. Was he a drug dealer? No, he was just like, oh, you can't legalize it. It'll just be chaos, you know? But it's like, and I was just like, dude, you're such a hypocrite. You're, you're smoking it and you're saying it's okay for you, but not everybody else, you know? It's like, what the That's fuck? That's the way it's a weird argument. Is It's okay for me, but not, not the general public. And we want to be able to arrest them and put them away. Now, oddly enough, that was a party in Washington, D.C., Huh. Was it Jimmy Carter's son? That's where that party was located. It was, was, were you actually Carter's talking son. to Jimmy Carter's son? Is that no, the twist? I can't remember the guy's name. I'm just saying it, it's just something that always stuck for stuck with me, you know, because it was like, wow, you know. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I recently enjoyed a Willie's Reserve branded legal pre-roll joint, right? Have you guys said, wow. you know, Willie has his own brand of weed? Yeah. I have heard of this. It would have to be good. At first, Dude, well, I want to I want to try Mike Tyson's weed. You know, Mike Tyson like has like a weed farm now. He's got like I didn't a weed know that. brand. What's it called, yeah. Or is there I a, don't know. I don't know, but he's talked about it on Rogan's show. Willie's Reserve is is I'm giving it a thumbs up. I had I had had some before. This time I I got whatever they had, a hybrid. And uh, it came out like I opened up the tube and there were these two little joints about 2 inches long but they're kind of stubby and thick. And at first I was like, damn, these are pretty small joints for Willie. I'm like, did Willie really endorse these? Like, but then I, after I smoked them and I realized like, wow, this is kind of the perfect size for like, like an aging, like rock star. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is probably <laughs> like, I need to respect Willie's experience on this in the, in the dosage. And uh, turns out it was perfect. So I'm giving Willie, Willie's reserve a thumbs up. 
<laughs> at least for 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 us old for you know for the older generation the aging rock stars the he gets he gets two babs way up dude yeah. like my question is like i like that there's a bab scoring system yeah. <laughs> you got a you got a 5 out of 5 babs <laughs> does anybody agree with me to where like i feel like it would be like impossible for me to smoke a joint out of you know modern marijuana Right, and and not just be like retardedly way too high. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, so it, it's I'm, like I still take like one hit off a bowl, and I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, oh, Matt, come on, really? <laughs> yeah, Matt, you smoke perfect. way more. You're, you're than gonna I do. you listen. You're you got enough tolerance and experience that you can handle it. No, well, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like too much for me. For me, but I mean, you know, everybody's got their own thing. I didn't realize it had gotten that potent. Um, I was listening to, you know, I've mentioned Michael Savage before. Like he's Kyle a, still uh, smokes mids. He's a na- uh, nationalist <laughs> with a podcast. He smokes town brown. Um, and and so he was he was going on this huge rant saying that the reason we're having all these riots is because these states legalized marijuana and the marijuana is causing these people to be violent. Well, <laughs> remember, it used to be it used to cause women to dance with Negroes. Okay, so. You know, they really haven't moved too far from the narrative there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's how they, that's why they named it. Wasn't it why they named it marijuana? Because it had like some sort of, it was some sort of racist thing against Mexicans for being violent or something like that. I don't know, man. But I, when he said that, I have never heard of that before. Like, I've always just heard that marijuana makes people mellow. I've never heard of anybody getting violent on marijuana. <laughs> No, you don't. Sometimes, but not really violent. No, you don't. I mean, uh, the only time if somebody's violent in marijuana, I would think they would have to be doing other things, or if, if they yeah, if you're like, like wasted on with PCP, you know. Yeah. Let me just quote Harry Angslinger here because I feel this is almost yeah. like just like channeling him when I hear this kind of talk. Marijuana is the most violence-causing drug in the history of mankind. Reefer makes darkies think they're as good as white men. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. If you smoke yeah. a joint and you're, you're likely to kill your brother, <laughs> there are a hundred thousand uh, total marijuana smokers in the U S and most are Negroes, Hispanics, Filipinos, and entertainers. So, <laughs> all right. Damn. That, that makes me want to smoke more weed now. Totally. So like <laughs> fruit doesn't fall far from the tree, right? This was mm. what in like the thirties or something. I don't know when he said that, but yeah. Yeah. Of course he's just, the guy's just on the radio. I wanted to argue with him, but you know, it's, I'm just <laughs> listening to a podcast and I'm like, I'm why like, you, are you why kidding do you subject me? yourself to that shit? Kyle? I don't, I chance to argue. I don't I mean, know. I'm not saying only listen to people you agree with, but like, Listen, don't listen to people that you that vehemently disagree with. Well, yeah. when you're a statist, you nonsense. need constant reinforcement of your statist beliefs. <laughs> it's not that. Oh, it's because, it's right, otherwise, that. otherwise your, your, um, your ethical you subroutines kick in, right? <laughs> so you need constant stimulus to remind you that, you know, there's voting and there's, you know, there's the yeah. right to rule and, it, and it's all legit and it's a constitution. And, I think it's the guy's voice. Uh, just late at night, driving home from hockey games, like after ten. I just uh, he has like a real deep voice, like Howard Stern, and it's not too like 
you know, high pitched or, just or to Howard Stern, dude. Yeah, I, I like I always liked uh, Howard Stern that, too. I, so it's just like I guess it's just a radio voice or something that I just find appealing, and and I do agree with him sometimes uh, about half the time, um, and then other times I'm like, what in the hell is this guy talking about? Like this vi- marijuana is causing all the violence. I was like, okay. That's, that's These not. are the same people that are like, look, here's the marijuana simulator goggles that we invented. Look how fucked up <laughs> these weed heads are. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like everybody has like devil horns on like it's like wait but what? like have you seen that like the like the sheriff's department whips these out to oh, yeah. like so they can show people what it's like to be high and they put these special goggles and they flash lights in your eyes and it's all disorienting <laughs> and then they're like see weed's bad <laughs> uh he, he is very critical of uh antifa and blm and and uh he calls everybody marxists and so, like, I don't know, that kind of stuff is just interesting to me. Do you prefer the right-wing statists to the left-wing well, that, statists? That's the other thing, Babs. He he actually does this weird thing, and a lot of them do it, where they try to they try to attribute, like, fascist characteristics to those groups. They're like, these are the new fascists. These were what, this is how the brown shirts came about. And it's like, what, you're getting all your left and your right all mixed up here. You know, you're calling them communists in one breath and fascists in the next breath. Wait, they're saying that the Antifa were the brown shirts? I, that doesn't make I, any yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Antifa was them. actually, that was when Antifa, like the original Antifa was formed. They were the red shirts. And the brown shirts came out to like fuck them up. Yeah, he's getting his sides all mixed up. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. You know well, he he's a, to- uh, I guess he's... Um, what do you call it? Uh, tribal fluid. I mean, how does? Tribal I mean, what fluid. is? Well, <laughs> how, what is to... it when you can switch back from left wing to right wing? As long as it's statist, and as long as you're fucking somebody over, or as long as you're getting your way, you don't really care well, if it's, it's left or right. Yeah, it's playing the the same rhetorical games that the left does, where they try to capture different terminologies and different words, and they're just trying to do it, but they just do it very poorly because they're not yeah. as adept, I guess. I've heard a lot of libertarians try to say like fascism is left wing and things like that. And it's like, no, that it's definitely right wing. And that's always been something that the right is susceptible to. So, you know, I, you can't, you can't just say, you can't just call whoever you don't like a fascist. Like, right. They're, 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 they're right. They're, they're either statists, filthy scumbags, or they're, yeah, but, I mean, but there are plenty, there are plenty of fascists, you know, on the left wing and like the democratic party, right? Yeah, no, trying to split hairs between various t- flavors of authoritarianism I mean, is so futile. Like, mm. I mean, isn't the definition of, of fascism is government partnering with uh private business, right? Well, as according to like, that's the Mussolini's, I think that was something that he used, but I, mean, I think it also to, means, it also has other contexts. Um, depending on who, when, where you talk to, it's yeah, the, one the of those Wicked- loaded terms that's best to avoid unless you want to spend well, yeah, like right. a whole paragraph explaining what you mean. Yeah, the well, wiki, yeah, the wiki yeah, little you're, like what you're going to say is the de- the definition. The Wikipedia is going to say something about right wing, right? It does. Yeah, it says yeah, a form yeah. of far right authoritarian ultra nationalism characterized by dictator- dictatorial power 
forcible suppression of opposition as well as strong regimentation, regimentation of society, blah, blah, blah. I think but, most you know, people the, would accept that as pretty is what yeah. they think fascism is. And, yeah. and that describes Mussolini to exactly you know, pretty much. But, well, but the thing right? is, like you were saying, Bab, it's like, does it, it doesn't matter if it's OK, if we call the same sort of thing on the left wing, something else, it doesn't change the fact that it's just the same authoritarianism. <laughs> right. You know, the go- the governor really of Pennsylvania is. Is, a, is, a, is, a, is as democratic left wing douche as you can get. And he's all about the about the strict lockdowns, and he's telling everybody whose businesses is open and whose is closed, and whose is who. You can do this, and you serve food, and you've got more than twenty five people, and you're blah 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 blah. Like this is that is. Uh, I'd say that's fairly consistent with my idea of fascism, uh, coming from what would be considered far left politicians, command well, and control. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely splitting hairs over definitions, historical yeah, who definitions, cares, but right? it's like, the point yeah, it is, doesn't matter. You've got these <laughs> authoritarian <bad. laughs> assholes that are trying to, um, trying to run your life. Right. Yeah, and they're running if it's a left or right boot. Right? everybody up to Idaho. <laughs> are they sending too many authoritarians to Idaho with their, are they fleeing? Yes, people are fleeing to here. And a lot in mass and it's it's driven up the housing costs a lot and not only that trying to come here and make it new california does not work well, um, maybe you can help them with their with the transition like we understand you're here from california yes. <laughs> thank god you're here now it's going to be okay you know what i mean we like and try. like sort of a deprogramming or sort of a reorientation to humanity yeah we have like to teach help them floating on the river like just go float just calm down and go float is it okay <laughs> for like uh to visit idaho like uh i i want to visit idaho in a big way i'd love to, yeah, well, love to and, spend and more time there can, people can move here and people you know just like anywhere we don't want you have a lot of mountains and stuff there's plenty of room to move visit. in right yeah you can come visit me it's amazing here it's just um because of the way that the government is so mismanaged in California, they're driving a lot of people up this way. People can't afford to live there. It's a dystopian hell. <laughs> well, I'm it, in Pennsylvania, and people are constantly fleeing over the border from New Jersey. They're crossing the yeah. bridges, and nobody's stopping them. Nobody's checking their papers. Nobody know, you know, they show up, and they bring their Jersey ideas, and uh, they don't even bother to learn Pennsylvania Dutch like for shame yeah like they don't they don't integrate well so but that's and just that's just i'm all happens. about open borders just like any good libertarian yeah where i mean where are my bordertarians when i need them you know like protect me from that jersey shit but ginger have you borders. have you seen napoleon dynamite yeah was that a <laughs> was that a fair characterization of idaho sometimes <laughs> part of that was it was a great movie Part of it, if you go out like towards the Buell area, it certainly is. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> what do you do for fun in Idaho, Ginger? Um, well, Idaho is pretty diverse. So you can go to nightclubs or the opera or a theater performance or the ballet. Is that um, what you like to do the most? Yeah, I, I like to go to band shows a lot and, and DJ nights and things like that. And during the daytime, you could go hike or fish or climb something or swim you do in that somewhere. stuff too. Yeah, you could go shoot things. 
It's See, I like good. the I like the second the last two categories that you mentioned. Yeah. Those are my things. <laughs> yeah, I like your things. And we like I wasn't trying to misrepresent. We do like California people up here, but I was speaking to where you're talking about the the heavy and strict authoritarianism and it's driving people right out of there. And and it's funny how people will agree with whatever law and the idea of authoritarianism and they'll agree with doing things by force, but then they won't want to stick around for the repercussions, which is what we see a lot of, of whatever they've decided. And then they come and try to repeat it in a different area, having learned nothing. <laughs> well, rule number one of statism, and correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but there are, there's no such thing as unintended consequences. <laughs> There is such a thing as unintended consequences. That's typical. Not to statists. Come on. Yeah, statists no, don't that, believe in unintended consequences. I mean, that's uh, the whole part of like Austrian economics. A lot of that is based on pointing out the consequences of these policies that people aren't thinking about. Yeah, so. but for statists, not for all. Of course, Austrians understand, but I'm talking about statists. Well, Mises was a statist, though, wasn't he? Yes, and so was every other Austrian econo economist. I don't think he was when it came to his field of expertise, commerce. Like, did he, was he like pro tax or, or no, no. tariff or anything? But he was pro like just having states. Yeah, and and like I said, I mean, all of the original people from Austria, they were they were all they all supported having a government. I mean, that was Rothbard's uh, innovation was to say we can have. A system with no government, but I, I don't want to get back into that. We talk about this every week. <laughs> so what were we? We were talking about what's the next topic? You know, we did want to find out uh, where Ginger is. Ginger was saying like she's not quite an anarchist because she's libertarian, and I wanted to see because I thought that was really the same thing. If you're a principled libertarian, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna post a theory that Ginger is an anarchist. Just to, it's a, we have a difference of semantics. Oh, probably. Because I think that things like you own yourself and I think things like sticking to the Constitution because I really like it as a document, for instance, and using it as, as a base rule of law. And I also think that you should be able to define law with your community and by your area and what's right for you. But I'm pretty central. So I'm definitely for like the easier definition of being fiscally conservative and socially liberal, you know, and, and making it simple like that. Well, do you believe it's okay for one person to own another person? Nope. Okay. You're an anarchist. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, well, a lot of it's semantics too. Cause it's like for a second, you said you weren't an anarchist, you're a libertarian, but, it's um, anarchists are libertarians, right? Like all you anarchists. Anarchists, libertarians, and so all anarchists. Yes, 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 all yes. anarchists are libertarians, but not all libertarians are anarchists. Exactly. Well, if you if you if you fully if you if you would embrace the non-aggression principle, <laughs> which some people yeah. will say libertarian, you can be libertarian and not embrace embrace the non-aggression principle. Okay, whatever. I don't do this. You know, again, in more semantics. Yeah, but I think generally Kyle people accept that a libertarian. It embraces the non-aggression principle. Yep. So I once you, if you, if you're willing to say, yeah, yeah, I've got these ideas for government, but nothing's going to counteract my non-aggression principle, 
then we'll probably just find out that you don't actually have an idea for government. You just have an idea for replacing government services with non-coercive alternatives, which is not government. And therefore, it's just anarchist stuff. So, Well, most anarchists don't accept the non-aggression principle. And, and I think in anarchy, you would see numerous violations of the non-aggression principle because there's no law saying that you can't uh, hurt someone and take for their the stuff. the ANCOMs or the traditional like Molotov cocktail. Yeah, like, real, real anarchists. anarchists. But that's Real I'm, anarchists. I'm, I think we're all, when, when we use the word anarchy, I think we just mean, you know, no rulers, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah well, to be clarified. You can have anarchy with, without throwing cocktails and things. A lot of anarchy is just growing garden. <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> it's just gardening. It's just, right, it's just like buying from the tamale lady or uh, whatever. <laughs> the tamale lady. You should never throw cocktails. You should drink you the sh- cocktails. You should drink the Thank cocktails. Thank you, Ginger. Yeah, when they're made of gasoline. and <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, unless they're right, unless they they taste like gasoline, and throw them. <laughs> It'll still get you drunk. You just well, are you drinking hard. a Bloody Mary, Ginger? Yes. It really works with your overall color palette. I have yeah. to compliment you. Get the yeah. red drink and the red hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. nicely done. It's super good for your heart. And and recently, I've been accused of like drinking the blood of people I've murdered, and so I mean. This it does look like a goblet of blood, but I, I didn't. I, that wasn't my first thought. So, I don't and know. It where as, and it counts as a vegetable serving. So I feel like that's yeah. you're gonna you're 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 increasing your health by drinking that. Yeah, it's lycopene, and you know you've got your like peppers and stuff in there for the spicy and the garlic, and so that is super good for your health. Yeah, it's right really on. good. For Art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have time for a uh, cuties, Matt. Um, I thought we were going to talk about uh, something else. Maybe I don't know. All right. I mean, so we definitely have a lot of topics for after hours. That's for sure. And okay. then, uh, you know, hell, hopefully, all maybe, these listeners are yeah, our patrons. So, yeah. So maybe we'll just uh, take it on over to the after hours here in a second. Um, but uh, huh? What was that? It's probably time, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost there. I mean, we'll it's talk about time. one more one more topic on here. So let's uh, let's see. Um, how about BLM football? Like, I want to hear about this. What's been going on this week in football? Yeah. Um, so Thursday night was the um, the first game of this season, um, and it was in Kansas City, and they're doing limited fans. So they had, I think, about sixteen thousand fans. And the two teams came out and uh, they linked arm in arm the two quarterbacks um, of the you know Kansas City and Houston. They linked arm in arm as a show of unity in support of BLM. And the controversy was that the uh, fans booed them. And uh, so I you know some of my friends that are sympathetic to the BLM movement were you know, up in arms on Facebook saying, you know, this shows how, how racist this country is and how screwed up this country is that we can't, you know, stand in unity in support of BLM. I had read that, that the fans were actually booing because somebody yelled out really loudly, go Trump when they did that. And they were booing at that guy. I don't know if that's the fans where at the football game. 
Yeah. There are no fans at the football game. No, there are. There were, Jared. They had 16,000 people. 16,000. Jared, were you not paying? They were all social distancing in their in Wait, their at what stadium was this? Kansas City. Which, by the way, at that point, why are we bothering with limited seating? Is 16, Can we just, how about this? Like, guys, <laughs> just play some goddamn football, okay? Like, I think that's, I think everybody can enjoy some football if they would care to play, right? Like, I right. think we've all got enough politics. We get enough Black Lives Matter. We get enough. We don't like Black Lives Matter. We get enough whatever. Blah blah blah. Like, I'm just thinking people could really use a break and actually just give them some football. Well, what about the end racism on the on the uh, on the uh, fucking end zone? <laughs> do, do you think that's ending racism or no? Well, they wanted you. They, right. They they like. They asked for their uh, people to not be murdered by police, and instead they get some end zone scribbles. You know, like, <laughs> right? Not really. You know, like, oh, that's oh, you you won. No, you know, like, I'm not <laughs> opposed to. Are it. you I'm winning, saying, son? If no. it's shit like that, seems to be presented in lieu of actual change, and that yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, by yeah. the way, guys, I put like three topics in our little title here and we haven't talked about any of them <laughs> i know i had cuties wildfires and satanist sheriff well okay <laughs> we didn't hit on any of them okay so yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna do some more stuff so we're gonna hit us up at patreon.com forward slash punk rock libertarians and if your cheap ass could just contribute a minimum of one dollar per month you will gain access to our after hours program and uh, this podcast is brought to you in part by Conversations About Freedom podcast, uh, hosted by Moral Bob. We also have t-shirts over at libertariancountry.com. If you type in the code PRL, you're, PRL you'll receive a 10% discount. If you spend $50 or more and use the code PRL2, you'll receive a 20% discount. Until next time, live free or die. Stretching the flags on the tax bombs and bread Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the cards and the machine You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, and democracy You can put freedom in death point in a far land To support the troops that bring them home Laugh, believe the jokes We'll do the best for you And I believe that we have the power Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete!